0: Emily Carnu is a lawyer-turned-entrepreneur who has been through 12 years of failures, according to his words, until he finally founded the social media management platform Pulse. They raised a healthy funding round last year and are currently a team of 90 people. Emily likes to talk straight, he's French after all, he doesn't believe in quick wins, and he has learned how to manage a company. Here's what he's got to share. Welcome to The Product Show, 20-minute interviews with founders and product makers, sharing how they hacked early growth. Hi, i welcome to
1: The Product Show. Hey, happy to be here. Thanks for inviting me.
0: Of course. Okay, so tell us about the tell us about your story and how did you get here?
1: Okay, that's a very long story. So I'm going to give you the nutshell story, like the the one minute. <laughs> yes, please. Um, yeah, so I I used to be a business lawyer, but I did that for five years, and then I started my first business in 2000 with my co-founder at the time, who's still my co-founder today. Ben is is our CTO. Uh, 2000, July of 2000. We've always been in SaaS. We've always been in social media. It was used to be called communities before it was called social media. It was used to be called um, uh, something else before it was called SaaS. I forgot the name. But um, it became SaaS in 2010, I think, um, and ASP—that's the name it was called, Application Service Provider. So, like, I'm am a dinosaur of SaaS, right? That's 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 what to plant the the picture. Um, uh, my, so my co-founder and I, Ben and I, we have failed at try to, trying to get a successful business between 2000 and 2012, basically. Uh, that's 12 years of failure. It's pretty long and painful. But at the end of the day, that led us to start Agorapulse uh, early 2012, late 2011, early 2012. And it was not a success in the early days because we didn't raise money. So we're fully bootstrapped. And um, we were a very small team, like five people, six people, until probably 2015 or something. So it was a small team for a long time when you have no money. You do with what you have, and uh, you you better hope that your team is amazing because it's very small. And we got to profitability at the end of 2015, reaching 100k MR. We've been profitable since then, so it's been five years. Uh, We're now at 12 million million AR euros. We have 89 people in the team. Uh, Half of them are in France. The other half are all all across the world, all about the world. Um, And among the all over the world, 50% are in the US. Um, So that's the team. That's the revenue. That's the painful story. And yeah, and we are aiming to be among the top three social media management tools in the world. Self-service, not enterprise. So we're not going after the uh, Fortune 500. We're going after the high end of the SMB market and low end of the mid markets. And that's our target. And we want to be the best social media management tool, the highest quality, the best user experience you can have for the best price.
0: Did you start with the same idea? Or how do no, you have No, we have
1: not done one pivot we've done tens of them <laughs> so what yeah. was the
0: biggest one what was like was there well, a mistake that your wife this is not going right we need yeah
1: change. i you know i don't think you should look at pivot like mistake you should look at pivot like were there the right ones did you them did you do them fast enough and did you did you do them taking the right learnings into consideration so let me T- talk to you about the latest one we've done because I think that's the, the most interesting one. Uh, we started Agorapulse as um, social media so- a software that was supposed to interact with Facebook. Facebook was the only social network we, we started to work with in uh, 2012. And it came from, because we were trying to sell, before Agorapulse, we had another piece of software we were trying to sell that was supposed to help brands build their own social networks, that didn't work out. Well, it's super painful, very hard. And then people kept telling us, oh, we don't want to build our own social networks. We want to be on Facebook. And that's why we started building something on Facebook instead of trying to go against Facebook. But what was the um, um, the, the whole fashion at the time? It was contests and promotions, quizzes, photo contests, sweepstakes, all that kind of stuff. It was, all, it was the craziness in 2011, 2012. Everybody wanted one. It's funny enough, nobody wants that anymore. Um, it's quite, quite crazy. And so our tool at the time was very, it was doing several things on Facebook, but that was the one thing we were known for. And that was the one thing we were making money with. But very early on, i.e. in the first 12 months, you know, Michael Fenner and I, we realized that how bad that business model was because the churn was really, really high and the retention was really, really poor as a consequence or vice versa. And, We knew that that wouldn't give us a sustainable business. And that's when we we realized that, okay, we don't want to be a tool that people are using once a year or once in their lifetime or twice a year at best. We want to be a tool that people use on a daily basis. That's the goal because that's the only way you can build a sustainable business. You're solving a pain every single day. And that's how we pivoted from doing contests and promotions on Facebook to doing the whole range of social media management services, i.e. adding Twitter and Instagram and LinkedIn and all the other social networks because Facebook alone was not enough and doing, you know, going way beyond contests and promotion and eventually killing them and doing publishing, engaging, monitoring, listening, and reporting. So that's, that was a very long, difficult pivot to make because it was a lot of work. But it led us to having a sustainable business as we have one now, and that was the best pivot we've
0: ever made. Great. I think what is really interesting about your product is that it is a product that relies on other products. And one of the biggest players, obviously, like Facebook and Instagram um, and uh, Twitter. So how do you keep up to date and up to their speed with the changes they're constantly introducing? So Instagram, for example, introduced Reels, TikTok is massive, and I can imagine this is a huge development exercise there. How do you manage to keep up to date?
1: Yeah, well, first of all, keep in mind that everything they release is not in their APIs. So Instagram Reels, they're not in the API. So we can't do anything with Instagram Reels. So you want to play with Instagram Reels, you go on Instagram natively and you play with them. You're not going to be able to play with them using a tool. And there are a lot of features that they develop that are not going into their APIs because... They're either too young or too niche, or you know, or not really tremendously useful for businesses. And our targets are businesses, not individuals. How do you keep up with the changes of those APIs? What's come, what comes in, what goes out? Because sometimes they remove things with the API, sometimes they add, they add new things. Um, well, it's hard. Let let's let's you know I'm not gonna fake it. It's difficult. It takes a lot of time. I think the maintenance of our connectors uh, for the various social networks APIs is probably sucking twenty percent of our engineers time. That's probably around that. So that's a lot, fifteen twenty. Um you have to do it because otherwise you die so it's it's one of the price to pay to work on someone else's ecosystem you have to come constantly adapt to their ecosystem and adjust and update your software so it is up to date with their own with their own so every business comes with its pros and cons um easy parts and tough parts the tough parts of working on social media is you have to deal with the apis and you're all they're always disappointing but you know before we built a tool on top of Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, and, all, and Twitter, and all the social networks. We tried to develop our own thing, and we failed. So at the end of the day, <laughs> it's tough. There's a price to pay, but we make money. We have a business. We have 87 people, you know. So there is always a price to pay. I've seen business come and go in various industries that had – they all had a price to pay, each and every one of them.
0: Of course. Yeah. It's just it, a different price. Is- there are the same limitations for all your competitors, right? It is. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So, um, so which is your hottest feature? Which is your most popular feature that, and that you consider your biggest competitive advantage?
1: Uh, the one I love the most is our inbox feature. I think our inbox is the best on the market. So if you have an active social media presence and people keep throwing comments, reviews, and private messages at you all day long... Our system is simply the best to be organized to them in a very efficient way, very fast, very quickly. We've saved replies. We've, we've bots, automated responses. That, you know, We made it super easy for people who have a large volume of incoming content to handle uh, as a team, especially when they do it with a team. We have clients that have 160 people responding to various profiles that they have. So the one I'm thinking about is in Thailand. That's an it's a leading e-commerce site in Thailand. So that is absolutely where we are the best. And the one thing that we have that nobody else has is that we do handle, manage uh, comments on Facebook ads. And it, it's, it, you can't do that without using Agorapulse. And... Frankly, I'm telling you, when you do ads, if you let people uh, troll your ad on the comments, your ad is, your ad-
0: Being there.
1: uh, Yeah, (laughs) results are gonna drop. We did did, um, uh, a research on that by having one ad with no comment, one ad with positive comments, one ad with negative comments, and we let them run with $500 each. The one with negative comments had a very low click-through rate because people looked at the comment and then they didn't click the one with no comment or positive comment were actually the same, which was funny, but they had the, the, a, a much, like three times the click-through rate of the one with negative comments. So don't let your ads be ruined by people who are um, uh, pooping on, on, in the comments.
0: <laughs> How do you identify opportunities for growth and uh, especially for building new features? Do you have a process and a system that you follow or you mainly follow your gut instinct?
1: I'd never follow your gut instinct. I mean, it's, it's the worst thing you can do. <laughs> well, you can follow your gut instinct for the first iteration of your product, but even there, it's a, it's a very risky proposition. No, you need, you need to talk to your customers. You need to do customer discovery as much as you can all the time. Uh, early on, it's the founder doing that, and obviously when you grow, hopefully you have a product manager, you have a product team, and it's the product team doing that, but you need to talk to customers and constantly do that. You need to have a system to gather all this feedback, all those requests, uh, to rate them, to score them. So, when you make the decision, you, may, you make the best possible educated decision about what to build next.
0: And in terms of acquisition, what would be uh, your ideal strategy? Do you rely on your sales team, or is it mainly product-led and people start with?
1: it it's mainly product led because we are um uh, we are um self service and we're targeting the s m b s so the product is you know free trial then you try it you like it you subscribe that's probably how we get eighty eighty five percent of our clients but we do have a sales team because you have to adapt to how people want to discover you and want to be convinced. And some people, they want to talk to a sales team and um, uh, they, want to have someone, they want to have someone to talk to. They want to ask questions. They want to be reassured that what you have is what they need. And if you don't offer that, they will not choose your tools. So like you have to offer that, it's, it's important. And the more they pay, the more they expect that. So it's really important.
0: You have built a few free tools which are so much fun to play with. Are they a strong part of your acquisition funnel?
1: They are useful because they're a flywheel, i.e. there's very little maintenance behind them. Once you launch them they, and, and you get them listed and backlinked in the right places, they, they're going to send you a flow of leads and you don't have to do any work. But um, but there's a bet every single time you build a free tool. Sometimes it works really well and it works for years. Like we have a Facebook page barometer. This one has been we built it at the end of 2012. We're 2020. It's been eight years and it's still bringing 2,000 ease a month. It's incredible. But some others have, have required a lot of work. So you know, and as you grow, you want to do it right. So you get UI, UX involved. You get product involved. It's it's a lot of work. It it takes energy and then sometimes you build something, you invest a lot of energy and the result is disappointing. So I'd say it's a good strategy, but it, it's not surefire. You know, there's no silver bullet.
0: Yeah, of course. Uh, you mentioned your UX and UI team and your product team. Um, have you ever done a small UX tweak um, or maybe introduced a, a tiny feature that had a disproportionately high impact on the product considering the effort it required? Nope. Did you ever have such a, like, a small thing that you built that turned to be a massive win? No, 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 difference. I wish,
1: I wish it w- it was that easy, but no, it's, it's usually a lot of small tweaks that eventually get you results. So, the, but, but on the other hand, the one thing we did and, and I advise not to do is we did something that was unusual that people were not used to. And that was a very bad idea because people were not used to it. So they were, they, they they didn't understand it and that was a blocker in subscribing and what we did instead of having a pricing page that says 49.99 199 we just had a a, um, a, like a scroll bar where you say oh, how many users do you need how many profiles do you need and so on and so forth and then it would give you the price you, so you couldn't see the price up front okay how much is it and that was really bad and when we moved switched back to a more regular pricing uh, page you know, 99, 199, yeah, 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 this is all you get, um, conversion skyrocketed. So don't try to reinvent the wheel if you don't have to, or if it's, or if it's not going to create tremendous value.
0: Um, can you share one of your uh, biggest product mistakes that you've done and what did you learn from it?
1: Product mistake, I would go back to, I don't think it's a product mistake because it's what got us started, but it's building a business contest and promotion that was one-time usage, not something that people use on a regular basis. You wanna be the tool of record of someone in the company. You wanna be the tool that someone in the company, in a business, is using every day for their job. You wanna be the funky thing that they're gonna use from time to time because it's funny. Like, you don't wanna be an image resize tool. You know, <laughs> that's not, it's not it's, you don't wanna be all that. That's it's a stupid example. Because, you know, a lot of tools do that like as a small feature, but you want to be something that is necessary for someone to do his or her job on a daily basis.
0: I watched a video of you at a conference a couple of years ago where you said that you're not interested in VC money, or at least that's how it sounded. It seems you changed your mind last year. What was the reason for that?
1: It's very simple. Um... I still believe you shouldn't go for VC money and I still believe if you can start a business without raising VC money, it's better because it's hard and it's very random and chances are that 99% of you, of the listeners, are never going to raise any VC money. So if, if you want to build a business and you want to raise VC money that, that makes you have 1% chance of success, I don't like that. That's not what I want. I want to control my success. Uh, The reason we raised money in 2019 is because we got approached by a business banker who said, you need to sell your company, the market's amazing, valuations are crazy high, you need to sell, you need to sell and become millionaires. And we didn't want to do that. I especially didn't want to do that because I enjoy doing what I do. And I thought there was so much left for me to learn and for the company to grow into. So we decided that we want to sell, but then my mentors, whom I respect very much, told me, "Ah, we understand your choice, it makes sense, but you would be stupid not to take money off the table. So you should do a round, but use that round to take money off the table, not to inject money in the company. So that's what we did. We got uh, investors coming in and um, they uh, bought back the two business angels who had been with us for like one for them, one of them 20 years and the other one 10 years or 11 years. So it was about time that we got them an exit and and my co-founder and I, we got a little bit of money. So, you know, I'm 48. I'm, I can buy a house now, never bought anything. Don't, I don't own anything under my name. Now I'll be able to own something. So it was actually a, a sound advice to um, not stay all invested into the stock of the company, but, you know, diversify a little bit and, have some of my own real estate, which at my age makes sense.
0: Of course, yeah. Okay, so you're the social media specialist. Um, Let's imagine I'm a startup founder of a B2C startup. And I've got um, 1,000 pounds or euro or dollars per month for social media advertising. Where would you advise me to spend my money? I know it's a very generic question. It's a very broad question, but I'm just curious. Where do you think I would see the biggest return of my money?
1: Retargeting the, the page on your website, that's the closest to the end of the funnel. So usually it's the pricing page.
0: Okay. And would that be on Facebook or would that be on Instagram? Yeah, Facebook.
1: Would... Whatever. Facebook, Instagram, doesn't matter. If those are people who visited your... The, the last page people visit before they convert. So they're warm, warm, warm. You want to make sure that if one of them get lost, you catch them back.
0: <laughs> and in terms of networks, do you have a preference which one is, would be converting best or uh, not, not so much?
1: No, not really. I mean, you know, I, that's funny because I'm not an expert in social media anymore. I'm an expert in running companies. Uh, you Really, when you get to a point where you have a, you know, close, close to 100 employees... You don't do the business of your business. You do the business of running that business. So if you, whatever you do, whatever product you have, you be, you should become less and less an expert of your product and course, it's, in, yeah. its ecosystem. And you should have hired people who are much better than you are to be expert at that. So that's what I think I did.
0: <laughs> and things on social change so fast, right? Plus, so yeah, all the you time. You really keep, mm-hmm. keep up to date if you're not the social media manager True. on a day-to-day basis. Okay, so... Then, how do you spend your time as a founder? How much of your time is spent on the product, and how much of it is spent on the business and recruiting people?
1: Zero percent on the product, and fifty um, percent on the people, on the teams, um, hiring, coaching, training, aligning, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, and fifteen percent on strategy, vision, and how we're going to get to the next step.
0: Gotcha. Can you recall uh, the results from an interesting growth experiment that you run internally if you were involved in it, of course?
1: At the end of the day, beyond that, because I think that the answer a, sp- a very specific technical answer to that question is not really interesting. What's interesting is the logic you do when you want to do those those growth efforts. What you need to do, and too few people do, is really understand how people got to you how people find you and how where they go to hear about you well so how your ideal customer would discover you so you got to figure out where you need to be uh, for those people to discover you and then go, go and check your website. And of course, then you want to have a good website with a good copy. You want to have your ideal customer profile well-defined. And so they see it's for them. You want to have a good design and then you want a good, good sign-up flow and so on and so forth. But first and foremost, you need to, meet, to make sure that the web is a big place and people go on the web to search for what they need. And you need to make sure that people who search for the thing I offer how do they search for it? Where do they go? Who do they ask? What kind of review sites do they consult? Like all that stuff. You need to map that. And once you've mapped that, you need to look where am I? Am I present or not present? Am I visible or invisible? Where is my competition? Who do I stack against them? And then you build a plan to be viewed, you know, to be visible there as much as you can. That's, that's the best growth experiment you can do. And very few people think that way. It's crazy.
0: Okay. So what is the one business or product metric you start your day with?
1: Net, um, net new MR.
0: <laughs> Straight to the point. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much for your time, Emren. It's been a pleasure. Wishing you all the best with Agorapools.
1: You're very welcome. Good luck to you too. And, and good luck to the listeners as well.
0: The product show is brought to you by Pony, a design studio helping startups and scale-ups build and optimize their digital products at speed. Check Pony.studio to learn more.